What's up guys, Jordan here. You're gonna love this interview. We're joined by Scott Caputo, who's a member of the Academy, owns Adamant Agency, and he actually has a history in data science. Okay, he studied it at university, started his agency whilst he was still in university. And in this video, he reveals how he applies his knowledge of data to both scaling his e-commerce agency and delivering exceptional results to his clients. Let's get into it. And what point per month at the moment, roughly? Um, I'm at like, 10 to 20k bouncing around because some of it's performance based um and hopefully by the end of the year uh, we'll be past 20k it looks like just but we'll see at what point is enough enough for scott right um i don't know i feel like i've always been like a push it to its limits a little bit i actually worked part-time job and did my master's and did the agency for a brief time because I knew like this was something I wanted. What's up guys, Jordan here. Today we're joined by Scott, member of the Apple Academy, owns Adamant Media, actually a data scientist gone agent turned agency owner, which is interesting. Can't wait to unravel that today. Started his agency whilst he was in university. Uh, first of all, Scott, thank you for being here today, man. I'm looking forward to having this chat. Um, I always like to give people a bit of a backstory. And so can you bring everyone up to speed as to what brought you to actually launching an agency in the first place, having been at university studying data science? It's an interesting story, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So first, I mean, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. But uh, getting into it, I guess I'll just sort of take a step back and give some context on how I even got here. So I actually come, yeah, super from the analytical STEM side. So even before that, I had done some work and some projects in like software engineering and machine learning and my undergrad STEM as well. And then as I was going into my master's, I had been really exploring a lot of web development and a lot of like tech ideas. And I was actually trying to pursue my own startup. Like I had always had entrepreneurial endeavors in mind. And when I was getting accepted into some of the little programs where you take your kind of business to market and things like that, uh, one of the biggest things before getting funding is, you know, go like validify your idea and see if anyone cares. <laughs> and I had absolutely no idea what went into marketing. And it was completely foreign to me. Like I had just been building out ideas. So going into my master's, I actually started exploring what digital marketing meant and how I could start leveraging that for my own ideas. Uh, That's actually when I came across your YouTube channel where you gave me like a ton of context on how to actually start running ads and what it meant to start building a business, how to actually deliver that idea to the world. Um, And it was at that point that I started actually just doing like small drop shipping projects. I was taking my own creatives, running my own ads, doing everything and seeing enough success where I wasn't just like losing money or dumping money into things. And this was like right into pre iOS 14 and everything. So all was well. Uh, and as I started getting some success, I saw a lot of people in groups and everything. And I realized that this might be something that I could do for other people. Uh, and so it kind of quickly stumbled into an agency where I was able to start building an awesome team of people even more talented than I was. And we started helping some e-commerce clients and things like that. And that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> Love that man. That's awesome. It's interesting that you you started a few kind of dropshipping stores beforehand. Uh, I think a lot of people try and do that, but don't actually do it very well. Ninety nine percent of people just couple, get a couple of products from Alibaba, chuck them on a really mediocre website, and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> what would you say are some of the things that you learned from actually running a dropshipping store yourself that you carried across into your agency? Yeah, I think there's a couple of big ones. I always say like there's kind of like three pillars that I like to focus on the agency just because of what I've experienced. One of them is definitely data. And I, I came into that without a doubt because of my background in data science, where like as soon as I started seeing the analytics side, I couldn't help but read like what was I optimizing? How could I get more data? Things like that. And um, so that's always been a really big role where like as soon as I started things, I was trying to track them as effectively as I could so I could optimize and not just, you know, waste dollars. 
I think the second one was being that I was making my own creatives from the beginning. Like I got a really like good appreciation for how valuable the content that I'm putting in the creatives were. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that early on in my agency, we really started expanding into content for our clients as well, because we realized how important it was to have things like UGC and things that are actually going to like organically engage people watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a big success helper for like, the dropshipping ones as well because we just did UGC style like from the get-go like we didn't have any other creatives except for like the bad ones we took in my bedroom with my brother like when we were making the store and that was about it uh and then the last one was just kind of paid advertising where I would just say putting the content in front of the right people because we would try and blast out like 30 organic posts a month and then try and get good content and run the ads correctly and that was pretty much it love it love it and so coming from your background were you involved in sales beforehand or was this your kind of first time jumping because normally you find that like super analytical people uh, and, and super academic people aren't usually the first to jump into a sales-based environment right typically speaking yeah. so how was that process for you that part uh, i hated that's my least favorite part without a doubt is the fact that i had to hop on calls all the time and convince people to use my services before i could do it like i had all the value and uh, I mean, that was one of the things that truly drove me to the value of your class is that like, you do such a good job of teaching how to one, get people on meetings with you, but then two, like what to say, because like I said, I mean, you can imagine from going from like data programming, coding and running ads, like that was the last thing I wanted to do was get on sales calls and convince people and be salesy. Uh, so that was definitely one of my biggest learning curves. And it's still something that I'm constantly improving on. Like that's easily one of my weakest points. Like once I get them, I love going through and getting them results. But yeah, the sales part was definitely a, a tough obstacle for me. <laughs> no, I can, I can resonate with that. My, my dad is a is a, a software engineer, pretty much understands every single computer language there is, had a computer when they first came out. Yeah. He's, he works for the Ministry of Defense and programs like anti-air, like a homing missile. <laughs> like, it's a crazy oh, yeah. shit, right? But I could never imagine him in a sales meeting. Like, he would just... <laughs> He wouldn't have a clue what to do. Like I just, just <laughs> so I can so I can completely understand that. So, what was your process uh, on getting clients initially? Like, did you go down the kind of cold calling route, or did you did you focus on emails and DMs? Like, what was what was the system you went for? Yeah, not surprisingly, I tried to stay with like as little human interaction beginning. <laughs> so I really was anti cold calls and everything. Uh, I started with like personalized emails. Um, I did some Instagram DMs and then I would try and either just get them straight to book a call by going to like a landing page because I had already developed a little website myself or I would do like personalized looms and try and offer value just to show them because I could always sell like auditing the account for free just to kind of get them involved with me and I knew what I was looking at on the ad side. So that was like definitely one of my pros. Um, But that was pretty much where I went down initially. So email and then Instagram DMs primarily. Nice, nice. And presumably you started off with e-commerce brands from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. So how, how was that? Did you find it difficult to convince those brands to work with you? Or did you find that, answering the question for you, that the, the dropshipping of stores kind of gave you a lot of leverage? Yeah, um, I definitely think a lot of people will say don't start with e-commerce. And I definitely understand why, because it's super saturated and it's super hard to get people on. I feel like e-commerce brands, when they start a company, many of them are coming from retail. And I feel like they come in with an appreciation that if they're going to go online. They're already going to start doing digital marketing efforts. So a lot of that is like 
very technical driven. And honestly, still some of the companies and brands that I speak with are very, like they have a department and they may be coming to me for the UGC side or something. Like they, a lot of them come in knowing they need ads. But I did try and leverage the fact that I was already getting success on the dropshipping side, which I think helped a lot because when you can actually show live dashboards and things like that, it, it like I feel like it knocks down so much friction yeah. uh, that I'm genuinely talking in front of live dashboards and just you know muting out the parts that are like the private personal parts. Uh, and I, I think that was like a big helper for me. For sure, for sure. And presumably you've really leaned in, one, judging from your website, you really leaned into the whole that your data background and being data driven uh what would you say to someone who's watching this and thinking okay well this is all well and good scott's got a, a, a master's degree right he knows his shit and then and he's got an unfair advantage here but people but data is really important to for any agency actually it's something that that everybody actually needs to learn and understand and really it's not something or even term that people talk about enough when it comes to advertising like the data is the most important thing it's how we know how to scale it's how we know how to to, to, to grow accounts is how we understand finances or how would somebody who hasn't got your background apply what you know about data to their service and result hopefully in delivering a better service for their clients? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways to go around it. Um, I mean, one is just finding some of the better third-party tracking tools, like just integrating that right off the bat. I mean, things like Triple Whale and Hyros are very available now. And I think they're super powerful if you don't know where else to start, then having mm -hmm. your client at least integrate those so you can be more informed on actual attribution. I think it also helps just with client results because we sometimes have campaigns that under-report in general, like on Facebook and TikTok, and we find out that they're doing very well by using things that properly attribute like Triple Whale. Beyond that, there's, of course, other things like you can set up custom API integration. You can look at things called CDPs, which will aggregate data and plug them back in. You can try and leverage first-party data if you know how to do that. Like, There's a number of other options, but I do think for someone that doesn't have an appreciation for a lot of the programming side, like at the very least, starting with things like third-party pixel tracking and things like that, again, like Triple Whale and Hyros is super powerful right now in this current market. I agree, man. Is there any, uh, do you use just triple whale all the time or do you use Hyros as well for clients? And and, and if so, why, why does that differentiate um, between clients? Yeah. Uh, so Hyros, in my opinion, is just really expensive. So when we have smaller clients, it's something that's very hard to step into. Um, I think triple whale is just something that's growing more. Like we have a couple of clients that aren't directly in e-com. So triple whales, like data that they've aggregated is very much so concentrated in e-com and it won't be effective as soon as you step out of that market. Uh, there's other ones that try and just aggregate for certain tools. Like maybe you've used Cometly as well, where they try and just kind of track like on Facebook. So it, it depends on what the client needs and typically what the price point of what they can afford is as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree that I mean for my for my I mean Triple Whale really is just a Shopify stores at the moment. I know they're working on a lot in the back end. We've got a great relationship with them and we use it for for absolutely all of our clients. And if, mm -hmm. if you guys want to try out Triple Whale, a shameless plug, there'll be a link in the description. You can get like 30% <laughs> off if you sign up to it. Uh, but it is essential if you're working with econ brand. It really is it is absolutely essential um, because you need to have accurate tracking and Facebook's tracking really isn't great at the moment. And especially if you're offering a multi-platform strategy and you're running ads on multiple platforms, you want to have like a, a, a group ROAS that you can look at, which is pulled from all of the platforms that you're running ads on to understand the kind of the overall success of your campaign. So really important. Um, where do you see and how do you see this? I'm interested to get your opinion on this, obviously being someone who's kind of 
lives their life by numbers somewhat. How do you see the future of e-commerce uh, over the next couple of years with kind of what, I don't know if, if you if you follow finances and kind of what's going on in the world right now, but like, how do you, how do you feel about the future of growing an e-commerce agency right now? Uh, in terms of an e-commerce agency, uh, I can't say I have like a definitive response. I think there's just so many changes that keep happening that it's hard to predict like any one time what's going to happen in five years. Mm. Uh, something that I definitely wonder is kind of like the tide of the importance of certain positions. Like I see so much more content exploding, like so many people find success just having their content managed organically. Some people still want the ads very reliantly. We've had certain brands that talk more about like programmatic advertising, which is something where you kind of remove like the media buyer entirely and you just sort of feed it tons of data and let it figure it out. Um, I don't know that like, I think the biggest bottleneck for e-commerce is undoubtedly the fact that like, as we keep losing more data, it gets very hard to optimize on like the margins that typically e-commerce brands function on. Um, So I guess if I were to say like one ludicrous thing, I'm curious if there will be any like, integration of web three, because I always see things like decentralized advertising being an incredibly powerful way for people like e-commerce brands to grow by reaching like their exact audiences of who have made purchases and things like the blockchain. So it's something I'd love to see, but that's kind of my, my yeah. thoughts. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You'll definitely be the first to, to, to jump on something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I know, clean out, monopolize that subsector of the market. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, so what's the structure of the company looking like now? So you're you're at you're at what point at, per month at the moment, roughly? Um, I'm at like ten to twenty k bouncing around because some of it's performance based, um, and hopefully by the end of the year uh, we'll be past twenty k. It looks like just but we'll see. Don't yeah. want to say it yet. Nice. So is it just yourself, or do you have a team at the moment? So I have someone who's basically like a COO, CMO. He's kind of like taking on more roles than he probably wants to, and then we have a couple media buyers on the team. And then I have a few VAs on the other side now that I've dialed in my outreach systems enough that like I can delegate those tasks to so I'm not doing like any of the outreach myself each day. Uh, and that's that's the entire team right now. I hope to like be able to build the acquisition side more because I still do most of the sales calls myself, but that's that's the team. So the del- the actual fulfillment is pretty much removed from me. Dialed in. Nice. How did you find that process of actually finding, hiring people and keeping them motivated? Um, I know there's definitely a lot of information you offered in the class as well, of just being able to actually like see what goes into it. And also you guys teach a lot on the ad side, even in the program, like even more value, which helps me have exactly what I need, like the leverage I need to speak to these people. Mm. Um, beyond that, I think it was just going to tons of platforms, like even the big Facebook groups, going to like Upwork and things like that, and then interviewing like, I honestly think I interviewed over like 300 people total now just for like the media buyer side, because I wanted to be really confident that they would like grow with me with the company. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough to find some super talented people, like I've had the opportunity to get some incredible people on the on the media buying side. Awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely going through that process. Nice. Love that. So what's the plan now? How are you? Where do you want to take the business? What are the goals? What's the the 12-month plan? Yeah, the 12-month plan is definitely keep going with e-commerce. Like I've had the opportunity now, like I'm a big advocate of pushing value. So I put a lot of content out. I need to do more on YouTube like you do. You kill it. But like everywhere else, I put posts pretty regularly. So I've had the opportunity of getting invited to like a couple of things like PR side. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm enjoying that side of growing with e-commerce, but being my background, I'm also currently expanding into SaaS and like tech just because I have such an appreciation for like 
what are we selling? I feel like I can speak the same language as a lot of them. Um, So I would like to kind of expand lightly into niches. I don't want to stretch myself too thin, but it's something that we definitely have a good idea of. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. To, but as far as like, so obviously that's like the, the industry you want to move into, but like how far do you want to actually take the business? Like where, like at what, at what point is enough enough for Scott? Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always been like a push it to its limits a little bit. So I would like to see how far I can. Like I said, this is the first year that I've truly just dedicated my like life to it where I wasn't doing a master's on top of it. Um, so I'm sort of happy with where I am, but I, I would love to see if I could push it past, you know, hundred K per month while of course, like not stressing the infrastructure of the agency and still getting clients, amazing results and maybe even beyond that. Uh, but I think I, I, from my background have like a lot of appreciation to learn in terms of actually building a business and like what goes into the sales and everything. So we'll see. Okay. Awesome. And, and I don't ask people this enough, but I, I really should, because I think it says a lot. And I'd love, to, I'd love to know what your why is. Like, why, why, why push the business to it limit? Why, why grow it at all? Like, what is, what is the motivator behind growing this? Hmm, I guess, yeah, that's always a good question. Uh, I've, like I had mentioned to you before, off camera, is like, I've been one of those people who I wasn't like, you know, school failed me or anything like that, like pretty much every environment I put myself in, I've always strived to just excel and like see how far I could go. Like in college, I always wanted to be at the top of the class. When I did sports, I always wanted to be the best on the team. Like it was just one of those things I feel like from the get-go, I just kind of came out with that motivation of like, how can I rise above my, you know, who's, who's around me? Mm-hmm. And now that I just decided that this is the path for me, it's kind of the same thing where I'm in this setting and I want to see how far I can take it and what I can really do here. Um, like I said, I think in general, if anything, I'll expand into the web three side of it too, because I'm really excited by the projects of it, but no matter what I do, it's just always, you know, what can I do with it? How can I make this as successful as possible? It's the love of the game, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> love it. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, first of all, like just, just before we round up, I mean, I, I would love to understand from your side, having started an agency whilst in university, and there are a lot of people that are kind of in your position that make excuses in your position. They're like, uh, who were in your position, that they're like, okay, kind of got full time commitments. Many people who who, who start like, well, they got a full time job, or they're they're in in college, and and for whatever reason, they use that as the reason as to why they can't actually build a successful business. What would you say to somebody in that position who does have full time commitments, who is trying to juggle something else at the same time as running an agency right now? Is there anything they could do to make it easier? I'm not sure I would say if there's anything to do to make it dramatically easier, like physically in terms of your actual commitments, but I definitely think mentally, like it was defining a why it was like understanding, Oh, I want like to be able to retire my parents. I want to live the lifestyle that I see other people live in pictures. Like I want to see how far I can take these ideas. I'm like, I actually worked part-time job and did my master's and did the agency for a brief time because I knew like this was something I wanted. So I was just going to make time for it, whether it meant staying up later or waking up earlier or working a little harder, like, I think it's just something that you truly have to define your why and then commit to it. Like, like I said, I mean, I, there were, I just like, I didn't have an excuse. I didn't go out and party. I didn't do anything like that. I wake up at like six or seven every morning, go to the gym, do my tasks and then work on the agency. Like that was just kind of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like an obsession. And it's, 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 <laughs> it was exactly the same for me starting when I had the job. Like, 
for me, there was no excuse. There was no, there was no way out. It's like, okay, I'm working hard right now. I'm tired in the evening. I'm tired in the morning. I'm trying to fit in the gym as well. But what else is the option? Like, what other option do I have? Am I going to quit my job and give up my income and then, and then take, take a big risk? No. Like, am I, I, I have to do this and have to figure it out for a short period of time until I can to get out of that. Well, actually, one of another, and a hugely successful agency that's kind of come through the academy that they started their agency when they um, were in universities, Joe and Ollie Marston from, uh, or Joe Marston and Ollie Hudson, sorry, from Saw With Us. And those guys are doing like 200K a month in their main agency now, about 150K in their secondary agency that they've got for a second UGC offer. Smashed it. Those guys built that agency whilst they're in university. And kind of similar to you, when they finished, they just went full and that full send right. on it just went all in. Uh, and the people, and ultimately, people that don't make excuses are the ones that are going to succeed, right? It's the people that that don't allow themselves to become victim to their schedule or don't even allow themselves to use it because I don't think it's a, a good enough excuse unless you're running a household and you have kids as well. That's when it gets really yeah. hard, but I can't speak for that, you know? Me neither, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that weight on me. It was definitely just like, I could always focus on me. So I, I can say that, but I think it's just like, the quicker you work harder, the faster you'll get out of that situation. So like, I just knew if I just work harder now, it's going to just happen that much faster later. So I would always try and get things done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Love it, man. Awesome. So uh, if people want to follow your journey, they want to see kind of like what's going on, how are we doing? Is he, has he dominated web free? Oh yeah. What's good. Uh, <laughs> where, <laughs> where can people follow Scott? I'll put some links in the description. If you send them to me afterwards, I'll track them down. Okay, yeah. Um, I have a LinkedIn that I post on a lot, uh, although I will admit I post more about Web3 than I do digital marketing. But uh, And then I have a YouTube that I've recently started where I post a lot of that kind of stuff because I think uh, it's there's a lot of appreciation that can be had for the advertising side just on like e-commerce. Like I said, I really work with them heavily. So uh, that's where I talk about a lot of digital marketing stuff. So I think those are probably the two biggest ones. I do have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever else though. Yeah, awesome. I'll chuck a link in the description. Scott, thanks so much, man. It was great speaking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. I appreciate it. Sorted. That was good. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs>